Amen. 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 1 through 7 contains some phrases that sometimes make some people freak out. For example, verse 1, wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. Oh no, God's a sexist. Look at that, that's terrible. Verse 4, a meek and quiet spirit. What is God trying to say? And uh, verse number 6, this may be the worst one. Sarah called Abraham, Lord, you gotta be kidding. What an antiquated book this is. And then, of course, verse number seven, the phrase, the weaker vessel. Oh no, God's horrible. The Bible's an awful book, isn't it? Now, I've explained every one of these phrases at various times over the years. And I won't take the time to do it today. I have before, I'll do it again. That's not the message today. But I wanna say this. If you haven't gotten marriage figured out yet, maybe you want to consider the possibility that God who invented marriage might know some things about it that we don't know. But let me get to the point. There's one statement in our text that puts all the other statements into perspective. It may be the best description of a strong marriage that I've ever heard. Verse number 7, it says to the husbands, dwell with your wives as being heirs together of the grace of life. I absolutely love that statement. I love that as a description of marriage. Heirs together of the grace of life. Now, you've heard me say many times that the difference between success and failure in any endeavor is in how you think. If you think properly about a certain thing, you're going to do better at that thing than if you think poorly or wrongly about it. So, from this statement, heirs together of the grace of life, I want to give you some principles about how to properly think of your marriage relationship. Heirs together of the grace of life. Are you ready? I'm going to move fast. Number one, the first thing I see from this statement, heirs together of the grace of life, is that men and women are not the same, but they are equal. Very important distinction there. Don't buy the nonsense that society is giving us and trying to sell us that men men and women are the same. We are not the same but we are equal. Now, you've got to consider both those concepts to come out at the right place. Man is not better than the woman. Woman's not better than the man. Man is not more important than the woman. Woman is not more important than the man. We have differences. We have huge differences. I'm so glad that there are differences between my wife and me because I would not want to be married to my twin. We have differences that help each other, that complement each other. So we are not the same, but we are equal. We're equal in life. We are equal in the sight of God. God does not see me as better than her. God does not see Amy as more important than me. We are the same. We are not the same, pardon me, but we are not. Let me back up. We are not the same. But we are equal. Heirs 
together of the grace of life. You understand the grace of life comes from God and we are heirs, both of us, together of the grace of life. We are not the same, but we are equal. Second thing I see here, heirs together of the grace of life, is that the most important thing to have in common in your marriage is your faith. Sometimes when you look at what do we have in common? Well, we both like the color blue. Blue is our favorite color, and we have that in common. That's a oh, that's very cute and nice, and that's okay. But listen, in the big picture, that really doesn't matter. When you're 17, 18, and 20, and 23, having your faith in common doesn't seem like a big thing. But you exchange those vows, and you begin to grow old together, and all of a sudden you, you realize and you understand that having, sharing the same faith means you're going in the same direction in life. It means you have the same philosophies, the same goals, the same principles. And by the way, not just the same faith, but the same level of faith. In other words, a guy who is just, he's saved, but he doesn't do anything to live for the Lord, he hardly touches his Bible, and he doesn't pray about anything and he barely ever goes to church. He's not on the same level of his faith as a young lady who is saved, faithful to church. She faithfully wins souls to Jesus Christ. She tithes on her income. She's in the Bible every day. She's in prayer every day. They, they may both share the same doctrine but they're not at the same levels in their faith. And for them for them to get married just on the basis of, well, we're both Christians. In 10 years or 15 years or 20 years or maybe even sooner, they are going to have problem after problem after problem because, look, if for no other reason, her faith steers her life. His faith does not. So there's going to be some things that are very important to her that he doesn't see why they matter at all, and vice versa. So the most important thing, heirs together of the grace of life, the most important thing to have in common in your marriage is your faith and the same level of faith. You'll have greater communication. You know, my wife and I talk a lot. I love to be with my wife. And I'll tell you, the best premarital advice I could give is marry somebody that you thoroughly enjoy being with all the time. If you're getting sick of her now, if you're getting sick of him now and you're not even married yet, what's it going to be like in 20 years after you've been living in the same house? Marry somebody that you thoroughly enjoy, somebody you like. Somebody that you thoroughly enjoy being with. All right, so I love, I, I just, I can't get enough of being with my wife. So much so that she will say for, to me from time to time, you know, 
most husbands are not like this. Most husbands are, are try. my wife walks out of the room every single time I ask her, where are you going? And when are you coming back? I love to be with my wife. Okay. One of the keys to that, or one of the important ingredients of that, is communication. My wife and I talk a lot. We talked a lot before we got married. We've talked a lot since we've gotten married. And let me, I said all that, say this. One of the, probably the thing we talk about more than anything else is our faith. Say, oh, that sounds boring. Well, that's why I didn't marry you. And that's why you wouldn't like being married to me, because I married somebody that we enjoy talking about our faith, talking about our God, talking about the Bible, and we enjoy talking about these things before we got married. And now, on a daily basis, we're talking about, let me tell you what I read this morning. Let me tell you what the Lord impressed upon my heart this morning. Let me tell you what the Lord did for me. If you're on the same level of faith, you will never lack things to talk about. It'll give you the same principles. It'll give you the, give you the same dreams. It will give you compatibility. People say, well, we're just not, you know, we're not, it's not compatible anymore. Well, if you had the same level of faith, you would be. You would share that. You would have that in common. Heirs together of the grace of life. Something else that tells me is that everything a husband and wife do together, you do as a God-loving, Christ-centered, Spirit-led team. Heirs together of the grace of life. Everything you do together, you do as a God-loving Christ-centered, spirit-led team. You're not driven by spite. How many marriages every day the, the husband's trying to spite the wife and the wife is trying to spite the husband or you're, you're trying to win at some crazy, <coughs> angry game or you're trying to get your way or you're trying to prove something all the time? No. Heirs together of the grace of life. Everything we do. We do together as a God-loving, Christ-centered, spirit-led team. Something else I see in Heirs Together of the Grace of Life is that the marriage relationship is first and foremost a spiritual relationship. A spiritual relationship. It's not first and foremost a physical relationship. You're not first and foremost business partners. Or a uh, socialites that that uh, are making your appearance and oh what a cute couple and and oh what a great impression they make. No, that's not the first nature, the primary nature of marriage. The primary nature of marriage is that is it is a spiritual relationship, heirs together of the grace of life. Not only that. But your marriage relationship is to be defined by your faith. Faith isn't just something that you add on. It's not just something, yeah, well, you know, we've got the kids, we've got the house, we've got our portfolio, we go to, we got our church, our, our uh, faith community, and, and no. It's to be defined by your faith.
Your future together is to be defined by your faith. Your decisions together are to be defined by your faith. I get so tired of hearing just in general, not about marriage, but just in general, Christians say things like, well, let's just, let's just leave God out of this for a second. This is, this is real life. I got to wonder if you're even saved if you're thinking like that. Let's leave God out of this. This is real life. There's nothing more real life than God is. So your marriage is to be defined by your faith. Your routines are to be defined by your faith. How many people did you hear say this morning, I thank God that my, my mother made sure that going to church was first, everything else was secondary. Heirs together of the grace of life. Next, you strengthen your relationship with each other by strengthening your relationship with God. How many times have I had couples sit in my office, they came to me for counseling, and they're giving, telling me they're, they're, the problems that they're having and they can't figure it out. And not always, but sometimes my, my question when, they're, when they stop talking is, how's your relationship with God? How's your relationship with God? And you wouldn't believe how many times they've responded with, what's that got to do with our marriage? And even, I mean, I, I've had couples get nasty with me like, you, you don't know what you're talking about. And I would say, I didn't come to you. You came to me. And by the way, you come to me for counseling. I will always begin by telling you, now time out. I, I, am, I, don't, I don't have a degree in counseling. I don't have a counseling license. What I'm going to give you is spiritual advice from the Bible. That's my job. That's what I do. And if you're having trouble in your marriage, the first thing I want to know is, how's your relationship with God? How's your relationship with God? Because you strengthen your relationship with each other by strengthening your relationship with God. Two people growing closer to the same God grow closer to each other. Heirs together of the grace of life. We're, we're coming down the... the uh, landing strip here the husband and wife's personal relationship with God and therefore their combined relationship with God affects every aspect of their lives heirs together of the grace of life next your faith is your family's first priority I like this one. It's the second to last point I'm going to make. Heirs together, the grace of life. Number nine, you are constantly working to make each other better. Now look, why? Because heirs, heirs, that means there's something coming to you from God. Heirs together means you're not a free agent over here and you're another free agent over here. No, you're working together to gain these things that God has for you. So, as a result, you are constantly working to make each other better. Because you're living by eternal values and because you want eternal rewards. I want to know how this thing is going to work out in heaven. 
Jesus said that, that uh, in, the, in heaven that uh, we're never married, we, we neither marry nor are given in marriage. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. I've considered the possibility when it says they twain shall be one flesh, that we're actually going to be one. I don't know. But I know this. She's not going to get away from me. She may try. I'm going to find her. But I know this also. I want her, I want my wife to have all the eternal rewards she possibly can. And I know she wants the same for me. Heirs together of the grace of life. So we're constantly working to make each other better. Listen, if you're constantly working to make each other better, then wife, the wives being subject to their own husband doesn't even sound like a factor, does it? If you're constantly working to make each other better, then Sarah calling Abraham Lord and Peter pointing that out as an example, not a big deal. Because I can tell you this, just based on what I see in the Bible, Abraham adored Sarah. So much so that he was willing to lie to kings. Now, it was a, it was a dumb mistake, and his t- logic was twisted, if you ask me. But he was willing to risk his own life in order to keep her close to him. Abraham adored Sarah. So, when you're constantly working to make each other better, these things that throw you for a curveball, they don't even really factor anymore. Let me give you the, the last point, the last thought. Heirs together are the grace of life. All right, ladies, here's your Mother's Day present from me, okay? It is the husband who is commanded to keep this in focus. It's the husband's job. Now, don't you dare go home wagging that finger, ladies. I'm not, I'm not promoting that. But this is to the husbands, verse 7. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. What does that mean? It means make sure you know her. She's not just a, uh, she's, she's not just this, she doesn't just hold this position, position of wife. You're my wife. You have to do what I tell you. No, dwell with her according to knowledge. Make sure you know who she is. Make sure you know what she's about. Make sure you know her fears, her strengths, her weaknesses. And giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Now, that doesn't mean she's a weakling. It means that you understand as a macho and sometimes even stupid man that just goes forward with all your strength that uh, she's over there thinking about stuff that you don't think about. And it may make her scared. And it may make her, if you go back and read the context about Abraham and Sarah, it may make her a little fearful as to what in the world is he getting us into this time. So take that into consideration. And understand, while you're going forward like a bull in a china closet, she, it may be her china closet. You know what I'm saying? So honor her as the weaker vessel. But... Then also we're still talking husbands dwell with them as being heirs together of the grace 
of life, that your prayers be not hindered. When you're working together and the husband is, listen, sir, taking charge in your your home does not mean, I'm the husband here, I say what to do. You ever say that one time, you're so far off base, you don't even get what, what it's about. Now, being the husband, being the head of the household means it's your responsibility to steer your marriage in the direction of being heirs together of the grace of life. If we would simply see what God is saying and obey it, we would love and enjoy each other and and have marriages like we didn't even believe were possible. Let's stand together for prayer this morning.